0: I know it's been a while, but welcome to episode 14 of Ron and Nick's Rundown. And yes, that sound you just heard was the beautiful sounds of the blue and gold marching machine after a triumphant, magnificent North Carolina a win over Jacksonville State. And yes, I am a proud Aggie. I was so proud. I was up late quite a bit that evening. Nick, before we get started with the show, uh, how did, what were your thoughts on that a win?
1: Take that,
0: take that, take that, take that, take yes. that. He can't stop us. No. Absolutely not. You can not
1: want to be us. You want to take a homecoming? You want to take G-Ho? That's us. We originated
0: that. Yes. G-Ho's and doos. Yes. We originated that against the crowd. <laughs> just,
1: just, just, come on, man. It's enough. Yes. Stop trying to be us. Yes. You don't, You, you only don't be second place. <laughs>
0: Got a big game, against, big one against East Carolina on Saturday in Greenville, North Carolina. <laughs> yeah, definitely looking forward to that. Uh, but before I get started, we have, have two interviews today. Number one, uh, First of all, a former Penn State player, former ESPN Film Room producer, and also two time Emmy Award winner Reggie Walker. I'll be talking to them about the upcoming college football season, and also True Bowl contributor Brad Brooks. And also North Carolina AT senior. Of course, we're gonna brag about the North Carolina AT win some more. But now, let's talk about some things. Uh let's start with some contracts. Let's start with the most important one, Nick. And you know where I'm going with this. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Very rich man today. Yes, indeed. Gotta <laughs> wait, wait. Let me let me let me let me let me talk about the figures first, and then you'll respond. Four years. $134 million extension. The deal could reach up to $180 million. He will get $103 million guaranteed. He will have $67 million in his account, a total of $67 million in his bank account by the end of the calendar year. And by St. Patrick's Day of 2019, he will have $80 million. $80 million. So Moses' guaranteed money will already be in the bank by then. And his signing bonus, $57.5 million. Mm-mm-mm. As a Packers fan, I am, I'm proud. I'm happy that Green Bay got this done. Even with a couple of shoulder injuries, this was a deal that had to be done. He's one of the most elite quarterbacks in this league, and it had to be done. Nick, your thoughts on Aaron Rodgers? Cut
1: the check, man. Yeah. You know, we're up the check, man. Hurry up, man. I need my 10%. <laughs> for, for for bragging. you know what I'm saying. So, I you mean, know, deserve it. You know, you hate to say
0: it, but he's he, he a What you hate to say it, but what? Say that one more time. He
1: is a weak quarterback. At least he doesn't to throw and catch footballs. You know. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> you know I hear the video tapes and practices. You know, he goes out there and does it the hardest way. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah, Russ is credit for that. You know, I will put him.
0: A you know, that guy in New England. oh <laughs> <laughs> i don't don't call his name right now. You're going to disrespect him forever, huh? Yeah, that's about right. <laughs> but it was the right move to make. I mean, we the Packers had to make this move. I mean, he earned that money as far as I'm concerned. Like I say, he's one of the most lead quarterbacks in this league. There's no debate. And I'm going to tell you right now, every offensive lineman, you're officially on notice. And every running back, too, in blocking assignments. Anything happens to Aaron Rodgers this year, you're cut. You're gone. That's too much money for one year. It's a waste. Yeah, yeah that's right. You ain't
1: lying, you could. I will cut your ass on the field. <laughs> uh, you see my money hit the floor? Did you see my
0: money hit the floor? Get out of here. Out of here. Yeah, that'll work in this time again. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, there is no way. I mean, you, you got to protect them. Simple as that. If we lock them up. I'm happy that we locked on the Packers. I'm happy. Sunday Night Football against the Bears will be excited. We're ready. I'm just I'm just the saying. The Bears. Yes, we're ready for that game. We are ready for that game. And, yes, uh, a great Aggie alum, Tariq Cohen, will play in that game with the Bears. Shout out to yeah. him. Hmm? John
1: Franklin Third from um, Last Chance U. And he on the
0: team, too. I believe. Which team is this? The Bears? The Bears. Well, I'll, yeah. ta- I'll have to take a look at that one. Ah, that's great. That is definitely that is definitely magic. When we check, I'm gonna definitely check that out and make sure. <laughs> we'll see what happens when he uh, with the roster cuts. You know, roster cuts is Saturday, and all NFL teams definitely, definitely, definitely. We all wish you all the best of luck. Now, unfortunately, not everybody's gonna make it. If you don't make it, don't be discouraged. All right. Now, another contract. Okay, here's the one that you'll be happy with, Nick. Odell Beckham Jr. Five years, ninety-five million dollar extension, sixty-five million total guaranteed, and the contract said forty-one fully guaranteed. Well, forty-one million fully guaranteed. I guess you will have to earn the other guaranteed money. So, Nick, Odell Beckham Jr., your thoughts on that contract? Hey, that
1: man. It's about time to get that man his money. They saw what happened when he got put out. When he got hurt. Of course, like chickens with their heads cut off. man it's a <laughs> tag out there.
0: Ridiculous. <laughs> Oh.
1: It doesn't help that our coach at the time
0: was pathetic as well. Yeah, McAdoo, what a pathetic human being. Well, pathetic yeah. coach, excuse me. I don't want to call him Clowns, clowns. Anywho, <laughs> they did the right thing.
2: Mm. Them boys going to be looking real
0: sharp down there at the NFCs. Mm. You understand me? Mm. Sharp. Mm. Oh, oh, we're predicting that now, huh? At Giants. Oh, winning. yeah, because oh, yeah, I'm
1: already counting out the
0: Redskins. I'm sorry, Alex. <laughs> or out the Cowboys, who
1: they throwing it to. <laughs> the Eagles might
0: have some, uh, you know, hangover. Uh, oh, man. Oh. Yeah. yeah, but speaking of the Eagles, I don't think we're, we're likely not going to see Carson Wentz week one. I know we're not going to see Alshon Jeffrey week one. Uh, well, the first two games at that, with a, uh, still nursing that rotator cuff. But let me get back to Odell Beckham Jr. But, yes, the Giants were definitely, definitely looked awful without Odell Beckham in that offense last year. They were completely lost. They had to pay him, most definitely. They just had to pay him. Simple as that. And I'm telling you right now, I'm definitely looking forward to see this Giants offense, obviously, with Barkley, Evan Ingram, Sterling, Sh- Sterling Shepard. Uh, it, it looks good. They look good. And I tell you, uh, boy, Sterling was out there, uh, and him and Odell Beckham Jr. celebrating this week uh, in the locker room. <laughs> <laughs> celebrating. Yes. You're celebrating that, you know, obviously, it, it was great. Great stuff. I mean, Otto Beckham Jr., like I said, uh, much props to him. He deserved that money, even though he was injured last year. He It just proves that the Giants are pretty much nothing without him on the offensive side of the ball. They had to side him. As <laughs> simple as that. Um, now, I know last night, did you check out LeBron James's the shop last night?
1: No, I, I didn't get a chance to look at it. I was watching hard
0: knocks. You know, I'm going to tell you right now, take a – Speaking of hard knocks, but I'm saying right now, make sure you look at LeBron James' shop. I won't spoil it yet, but I'll talk about it next week or in the next show. But let's talk about hard knocks for a second. Speaking of the Browns, um, I saw Michael Kendricks. Um, <laughs> it was on this on the last. Well, I didn't see this this week's episode. Well, I'm in the middle of this week's episode now, but I've seen it. Him, him sitting at a table. I said, "Well, what about how about that?" Next week's episode is going to be interesting because Michael Kendricks was released today by the Browns after being charged by the feds. For insider trading, and he made yeah. 1.2 million dollars. Uh, <laughs> and along with a blackish writer, who was also was char- who was also charged, with insider trading. So, Nick, yeah. your thoughts on Michael Kendricks? Damn shame happened to Mike. Yep. Damn shame. Absolutely. I ain't treat that man like a hoe, man. Come on, man. They pumped
1: that man for information. Had him on there, looking all good on camera. You know, you gave him all the deets they needed to play against the Eagles. And now you cut. Yeah. For you know, Stewart crime. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then his apology. I was just like, what is this? What is this? That's <laughs> <laughs> so you apologize to your family and friends. They you know are upset. They want to know how you got caught and what to do in the future so they won't get caught. <laughs> 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 you know what I'm <laughs> right there, okay. Hmm, so? Okay. <laughs> you went with it? You didn't want to let us? No disrespect. You knew what it was. And I called, bruh. I wanted to, I wanted to wrote that letter. Who's his lawyer? I want to, sure. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to save his job, so I respect that. Mm-hmm. I guess uh, I would have probably have my lawyer look over like, yo, this makes sense, because it don't sound like it makes sense.
0: <laughs> At a, calling out his boys, uh reminding me of, you know, New Jack City. Nino Brown. Yeah. Uh, when he was in court, when he when he finally went, finally got to court, he just called out called everybody. I was like, I'm going down, y'all going down. That's pretty much what i <laughs> that's, damn right. That's exactly what it was. You got it on the head. <laughs> exactly what it was. I'm <laughs> like, okay, well, who's on me? Oh yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, it's You're trapped. You know, this just me. But he down all the way. Give him up. Give about six months. Yeah. Or a probation run and a fine and go try to make it two back to the team somewhere. Yeah. It's just it's unfortunate. It, it's unfortunate. Winning the Super Bowl last year with the Eagles to now being released by the Browns. And again, re- oh, awful. Just awful. He pumped it. Pumped it. Dumped it, man. <laughs> <laughs> so now let's talk about something let's talk about uh your other nfl team the jets ten... <laughs> so teddy bridgewater was traded today i pretty much i figured he would be traded at least uh, at some point during his preseason yeah got traded yeah you did you absolutely did he got traded today to the saints Along with a six round, along with a six round pick, and the Jets in return got a third round pick. Nick, your thoughts on Teddy Bridgewater getting traded?
1: Um, it was it was inevitable. <laughs> <laughs> it was going to happen. I mean, you know, Sam Darnold was the top pick in the draft. Mm-hmm. Josh McCown is proven because uh, what he did last year, and you know, Teddy Bridgewater is doing a great job, but it's not fair to him to play third string. Right. So.
0: Why yes. He just trade him somewhere where he got a chance to play. And something wants to happen. Yeah. To Drew Brees. So I think it was a good trade, smart trade, a fair trade. Yes. Um, well, you do know the man had to go. Yeah, absolutely. You got to give Sam Darnold that shot. That shot. The Sam Darnold's look pretty good in this preseason, and I think it's it's a Sam Darnold era, as far as I'm concerned. I think week one, it will be Darnold against the Detroit Lions on Monday Night Football in front of the entire country. Nick, how about that? That's gonna be huge. As soon as yeah, he comes on, yeah, I think he'd be all right. Hmm. Well, what about the Jets? Well, you know the Jets. The, the Jets will. Well, we'll have plenty of time to preview this game. But you know, Matt Patricia, you know the former Patriots coach now the Lions as the head coach, former assistant coach, another Patriots to say now the head coach is the Lions. That'll be interesting, and I will. That will definitely be lots of headlines as soon as he's announced that he's going to be the starter. But okay. uh let's see. But now in a few minutes, like I said, I'm a. Definitely have this interview with Reggie Walker uh, to talk about college football. I just want to let's just talk about Urban Meyer for a second. Nick. Let's talk about how he got a three-game suspension for pretty much how he handled the whole Zach Smith and Courtney Smith situation. We all know Zach Smith is is garbage. That man definitely needs help, or he, he should be. He should have been in jail a long time ago. It's pretty much proven that Gene, you know, excuse me, Urban Meyer had the information. He withheld that inf- information. He tried to pretend. He <laughs> tried to pretend he didn't know what was going on, but he knew what was going on throughout the whole time. His, I mean, he got the info about. Yeah, he got. That's exactly what he did. And they, and, the, and Ohio State, they pretty much covered up and saved his ass. He, that's what he did. He say they saved they saved, they saved, they saved, they saved his ass because of wins. Wins were more important than the well-being of a woman, and that's just a shame in my opinion. So, Nick, give me your thoughts. But
1: I knew that was gonna happen. It was like you didn't mean it, did you, Urban? No, <laughs> we're gonna slap you on the wrist, alright? Cut You're gonna miss a few checks, but look, right, as soon as you get back, alright, back to them damn bowl games, we're gonna
0: try to get back in the playoffs. You got it? Alright. Yeah. Alright, we're gonna sweep this under the rug now, okay? Yeah. Oh, no more
1: out of you, because we can't afford to lose nothing else. Exactly mm-hmm. what happened. Boost is like, you yeah. boost like, let me tell you damn
0: You won't see Ned down take my name off that building. You won't see a check for
1: me and mine for the rest of your
0: goddamn life. Yeah. That's exactly how it went. (laughs) So you decide who you gonna side with. That old measly woman Mm. or that big W championship in the sky. Man, he should have been fired. He should have been. I mean, in my opinion, it was a cover up, and he really should be fired. But those wins saved him. If this was like a losing, if this was a losing coach, he'd have been gone. Oh, yeah, he'd been, he been gone. It
1: would not no question.
0: Yeah, that, that, no question.
1: Then. If he was the coach uh, at Chapel Hill,
0: gone. Good God. Coach Duke, gone. <laughs> Tell you. Yeah, I mean that's it's ridiculous, man. I mean, I'm just completely, you know, the whole investigative report saying that it wasn't a cover-up. They had the nerve to write that in the report that it wasn't a cover-up. But yet, they didn't talk about medications that he takes that he forgets something that's not football-related. He forgets things that's not football-related. Oh, boy.
1: Isn't yeah. it funny how that privilege works? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, That privilege works in amazing ways, don't it? Ooh. I can tell you. Ooh. Well, you know how to f- f- finesse something when it, when it comes to being mine. <laughs> oh, Yeah. Yep. medicine that mean to forget. Shoot, I take
0: Advil. I forget, I take it. Does that count? <laughs> I feel better. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, let's talk about this uh, one more thing before uh, I get to my interviews. Uh, Nick, talk about these uh, sneakers that you're getting ready to have. Yes. Uh, first off, let's go ahead and give a shout-out to uh, –
1: the nike i got that delayed dub for them Kyrie lucky charms so ah. you know what i'm saying it's out there flexing it and flexing at the beach with them all you know what i mean flexing <laughs> real hard mm. you know on the island you know that's so, what you know i had to let them know i was i was
0: stunting out there
1: you know <laughs> some people didn't care but i didn't care they didn't care i just knew i was fresh so,
0: <laughs> <laughs> what's well, the beach i mean i'm assuming yeah. the beach all people want to think about is looking at uh you know I mean, me personally, you know, just looking at some of the people out there. You know, look at the sun, look at the sand, the beach, and, and the scenic and the scenic stuff. You know, how there is. I mean, I didn't
1: have them on all on the beach, but, you know, you, 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 y'all get the picture. And, uh, <laughs> the, the Jordan 3, Justin Timberlake's by Obey's
2: Drop, mm. Tuesday, and uh, I got them. Yeah. All <laughs> day. People call them bricks, I mean,
1: gonna make no real money they just they just they just collect them bricks you know they're not going anywhere <laughs> um it's just i mean it, it, you're not gonna get no immediate you know you know joys right now or shoes right now you got to sit on them for a few months mm-hmm. or maybe a year if you're trying to get a good return on them um yeah. but uh or you just come out with something super limited. but these shoes are fresh you know hands down they're fresh you ever said they ain't fresh you hating, just mad because you ain't got them? <laughs> <Those style laughs> name, bro. These, are, these are
0: fresh mm-hmm. seen them in person they nice yeah so, um, yeah I can't wait to put them on my feet and stun them <laughs> yeah man, most definitely most definitely but Nick I'm gonna go ahead and I know you got a, a business idea. I'm gonna let you go and get going I'm gonna get to these interviews Some great interviews at that uh but I'll talk to you later we'll see you in the next episode next episode All right. now my interview with Reggie Walker. Alright everyone, my guest at this time is former Penn State player, also a former producer of ESPN Film Room, and two-time Emmy Award winner. I've never interviewed an Emmy Award winner until now. Everybody, this is Reggie Walker. Reggie, how's it going? I'm good, I'm good. How you doing, man? Uh, it's, it's that time of year, man. I know, you're, I know you're hyped about it. Just tell me what this day, this first week of college football season, what does that do to you? Oh uh, man, it's real. You know, it's fast popping. The thing I love about college football, as I'm in a stadium right now, Mm -hmm. um, is that as soon as the games start, they mean something. There's no preseason. Everything is on the line immediately,
3: week one. Mm -hmm. If you lose a big game, particularly you look at uh, a situation like Washington, uh, their early season game against Auburn, Washington loses that game. They probably don't have a chance to get to the college football playoffs. So all the games are big, and they're big right away in college
0: football. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, before I get to the fun stuff, I just want you a quick react. What, what, How do you feel about Urban Meyer's three-game suspension? Uh, well, what that tells
3: me is, um, you know, obviously they feel as though, or at least he feels as though, he went through the proper protocols and notified the proper people. I don't know, you know, I, I've read everything, but, again, that's
1: one of the protocols, right? He did certain things. Mm-hmm. But to me, what it comes down to is the three-game suspension is about numbers and money, right? Right. Do the math. Mm-hmm. He's, he's guaranteed 35 plus million dollars
0: I think the actual number is about 38 million mm-hmm. uh, through the rest of his contract right if he did go through the proper channels, they cannot fire him for calls mm. right so mm. if they did fire him they knew they were going to go to litigation if they tried
3: yeah so they probably said something to the effect of listen Irvin, if we fire you we know we're going to litigation mm-hmm. it's gonna cost you four or five million dollars to sue us to get to your 38 million so you're gonna walk away with 33. Mm-hmm. So we still win. So at the end of the day, you take these three games, you take this eight hundred thousand dollar loss, and call it a day. Because when you go to a bowl game, or if you get back to the college football playoff,
0: you're going to get a bonus big enough to make up for that money anyway. Mm. See, I so think- to me, it was it was numbers and money. Mm. See, I didn't think of it that way. Even though I feel like I feel like they cut, co- I felt like it was a cover up. I just felt like it was a legit cover up. And I, I, I'm not saying you didn't say that. Now that's <laughs> just my opinion. Well, but- yeah. Issue with the whole thing is not only do we know about their core values board saying not to disrespect or hit women, mm-hmm.
3: but the other piece of it for me as it relates to Urban Meyer and everything that was going on there is you had a situation in which he didn't have to tell the media exactly why he fired Zach, uh, Zach Smith, but what everybody knew was he fired him 36 hours before he took the podium at Media Day. Right. Why would you announce that? knowing you're about to take the podium and you don't want to answer that question. Mm. You fire him the day after media days. If if people don't remember, go back to to, uh, signing day 2017. Mm. All was quiet in LSU land, and then the day after signing day,
2: Damian Craig, an assistant coach, gets fired. Right. Now, Coach
3: Ogeron knew not to fire that guy before all those recruits signed, so Mm. he fired him the next day. Mm. That's To me, that's what you do. So, Mm. for me, my issue with Irvin is... He
0: tried to act like people were attacking him. He walked himself into that situation. Right. Yeah, most definitely. I de- I definitely appreciate your opinion on that one, man. That was definitely really good stuff, as far as urban. But let's get to the fun stuff, man. Enough with the the cloud. Let's talk about let's talk about the games now. I, I did see a video of you uh, at ACC Media Day, and you look like you had oh, yeah. a, a great time. One of the best days of your, your, your one of the best days of your life. One of many, I'm sure. <laughs> And I and I remember you because I was you said that you said the ACC and, I, and if I'm wrong, just let me know. You said you think the ACC is the best conference, top to bottom. Did you say yeah, that? Yeah, I think I think one through fourteen. Yes, I think the problem with the SEC when
3: you get past the West, uh, particularly the top of the West, you start having problems outside of Georgia. You start having problems finding complete football teams that can win eight games even in that conference. whereas right. as you look at the ACC,
2: you don't want to go to Syracuse late in the year. You definitely don't want to go to BC ever because
3: yeah. they physically beat
2: you up. Yeah. Wake
3: Forest is much improved. Mm. I mean, I, I would argue right now, probably the worst team in the ACC is
2: probably going to be North Carolina. They've yeah. got suspension issues. Yeah. They've got roster
3: turnover problems. But
2: mm-hmm. so if you really look at this conference, Florida State's coming
3: back off a year where they didn't have their starter at quarterback and DeAndre Francois, their backup James Blackman gets a full season of reps. So
2: now they got two quarterbacks that can play. Mm -hmm.
3: We saw Miami kind of start to turn that corner down there in Coral Gables. We already know what Clemson is defensively, particularly, and then they've got two quarterbacks that they really like. You look at NC State, they just won, they just had consecutive really solid
2: seasons, if you will. Mm -hmm. You know, you go up Dino Babers finally feels like at least physically his guys look like ACC football players at Syracuse. Yeah. So when you
3: start to really look at the conference top to bottom, Virginia's going to be much better. Bronco Mendenhall, he's just got to get some guys in there and get going. They're mm-hmm. going to be much better. Virginia Tech, we know what they're consistently are. Yes. So when you start thinking about this conference top to bottom, you, you look at it and you go, man, I can actually you can actually mention some things on both sides of the football for most of the teams in the conference. Whereas if you
0: look at particularly the SEC, you can talk about Florida on defense. Mm-hmm. You
3: can talk about Tennessee's athleticism. Right. You can talk about, well, you can't really talk about Vanderbilt that much.
0: No. <laughs> you can talk
3: about Kentucky on defense. Mm-hmm. right? You can't. There's not a completeness with anybody except for Alabama, Georgia, maybe Mississippi State. Um, you know,
2: LSU is a question mark all over the place. Yeah. Auburn, we know, is going to be a pretty good football team. Yeah. Missouri can pitch it around the yard. Can they stop anybody? Mm-hmm. Arkansas is a disaster.
3: So when you start looking at the two conferences and you compare overall depth from one through fourteen, I would argue that the ACC is a little bit strong.
0: Yeah, that's actually a good point. And you know, I definitely think it's something I'm definitely going to be looking forward to seeing this year. The two quarterbacks I'm ready to see. I've never wanted to see Jawan Puma pass. Uh, I, I definitely want to see how he plays, and and Trevor Lawrence, if he get when when he get, when Trevor Lawrence gets a shot. But I know Puma Pass that's a tough matchup against Alabama, obviously, this week. <laughs> but I'm definitely looking forward to seeing those two guys. Uh, when you get how well do you think those guys will play in ACC? Uh, I think
3: it's going to be interesting. I think I think Trevor Lawrence's situation is particularly interesting because we already know what Kelly Bryan is about and what he can do. He, that was a really, really good football team last year that made a run. And so you know he's got to be nothing but better. And I think this new uh, freshman redshirt rule is going to be interesting, particularly at Clemson with Hunter Johnson. I, I'm sorry, uh, Lawrence, in the way that they deploy him because they don't have to play him all the time and they can still save a year.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You yeah. know, and
3: mm-hmm. they call him Sunshine. And I'm saying Sunshine's ready to play. But it, it all sounds good until those bright lights get on you on mm-hmm. a Saturday night and you're on the road mm-hmm. and the game is moving really, really fast. Yeah. And then you got to figure some things
0: out. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Those, especially late in the year when it's cold and freezing. I'm, I'm definitely with you on that one. Um, I'm going to tell you my most intriguing conference is definitely the Big Ten. Your conference, the Big Ten. And, oh, obviously, yeah. you definitely know why. <laughs> so, how you see that shaping out this year? I mean, like I said, Michigan, I, obviously, this is a big year for me. To me, there's a big year for Jim Harbaugh. Uh, Wisconsin, obviously, they have unfinished business. Ohio State, we already know their situation already. Um, Penn State, I'm ready to see what they do with Trace McStorley. And uh, a running back, uh, Miles Sanders Jr. will be their starter. Is that correct as far as the running back position this year, Replaces Saquon Barkley?
3: Uh, well, I'm going to tell you, it going to be the case, but I'm going to tell you right now you're going to see a whole lot of Richie Slade, and I know some of the people I know one of his high school coaches I know some other folks that have coached against him in that Northern Virginia area, Mm -hmm. Ricky Slade is And give him that twelve and one season back when they lost to Alabama. Yeah. In the national title game. Mm-hmm. That still only puts him at fifty and thirty four.
0: Right. Oof. That that's
3: that's not Notre Dame great. I right. don't care what anybody says. Yeah. So with what he's got going on and then what the issues that Harbaugh was, that hey, let me, I'm gonna put it to you like this when it comes to Jim Harbaugh. Now you do the math on this. I'm gonna give you some names. Mm-hmm. Savita Pritchard, mm-hmm. Andrew Luck. Colin Kaepernick, Mm. they all found a way to win under Harbaugh. So he was known as what? The quarterback
0: whisperer. Yes.
3: Since he's gotten to Michigan, Wilton Spade, let's move on. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) O'Corn, let's move on. Yeah. Now here comes Shea Patterson. Mm -hmm. If he can't win 10 games with Shea Patterson this year, what you hired him for and what his track record is, yeah, he has not proven that as a Michigan man at the University of Michigan. It might be time for him to go. Mm.
0: So this is this. So to is,
3: me, mm-hmm. it is impe- it, it imperative that he win the game against Notre Dame, and it's imperative
0: that Brian Kelly beats Michigan. Yeah. So good luck with that one. Yeah. Ooh. I de- yeah. Definitely. I definitely agree with you. Far as the- for Harbaugh this season, I hate the fact that Tre Black is injured again. That I, I hate the fact that he's injured again because I think he's a heck of a talent, and I hate the fact that he broke his foot. One of his other foot. Again. Yeah, him. Uh, yeah, him.
3: Donovan Peoples-Jones. I mean, they got guys all over the
0: place. Yeah. They
3: just gotta
0: keep them healthy and, and find a quarterback that can get them the football. My goodness. Yeah, I'm with you with that, man. Ugh. goodness gracious, man. Um, let's talk about Alabama for a second. Um, uh, Alabama going for their sixth title in ten years under Nick Saban. And just talk about how, how uh, imp- impressed you are with Saban in this program. if
2: he brings a bunch of freaks in there every year and he says, go compete. Mm -hmm. And
3: if you don't want to compete, if you're not going to play well, somebody else can take your job. Yeah. And that, to me, is what makes that program that much more exceptional compared to everybody else is the level of competition for every spot, for every snap on the football field, regardless of position. That Mm -hmm. is huge, particularly as we talk about it now at the quarterback position. Mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts is twenty six and two as a starter, and he might lose his job.
0: Yeah. I'm not saying Tua is better. I don't know. I, don't, I haven't, I haven't really dove into all of Tua's team because, oh, by the way, most of it was in my up duty. Right. At the time, throwing <laughs> the championship game. Personally, for me, I had an issue with the way Georgia handled it in coverage. As a former defensive back, I thought they botched that completely. Yes, but they that's did. That's just me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think, but I love the the other
3: thing I like about Alabama, and keep an eye on this throughout the season. Regardless of who the quarterback is, what I love that Alabama does, and they do this usually once every game when they really want to turn the tide, it's almost like Nick Saban looks at his offensive coordinator and says, run it down their throats for 12 of the 15 play drives, and we're just going to stomp a mud hole, in them, mud hole in them and end this game right now. It may only make the score 17-7, to 7, but mm-hmm. the other team,
0: the other sideline goes, yep, we're about to get beat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Alabama does that consistently in their game. Yes, most definitely. And I I, I just appreciate him. I, like him to, I, I definitely enjoyed that championship run last year. I thought the championship, to me personally, was my personal favorite championship that he's won so far. But that's just my opinion. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah they had to battle for that one. I think the interesting thing that people don't realize, and I'm going to say
3: this right now, I think Alabama does lose a football game this year, uh, but they will be in the college football playoff. And mm-hmm. as I say all that, I leave you with this on the Alabama note.
0: Mm-hmm. As good as Nick Saban has been,
3: and
0: Alabama, he's only got one undefeated season. Yeah. Everybody do the math on so no. that. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, and three losses. I think the last three. Seasons. I it just it's just ridiculous. it's just insane how great and consistent yeah. he is every year. Everybody this is Reggie Walker. Uh, on with Ron and Nick's rundown. Just two more questions for him because I know he's a busy man. I want to make sure he gets take care of his business. do want to keep appreciate him. Appreciate it. Yeah, most definitely. Um, let's uh, let me ask uh one question. What is gonna be they, give me one player and one team that people aren't talking about right now, but they will talk about them by the end of the season. Uh, when you talk about player, um, I'm going to go out to the University of Washington. Quarterback
3: Jake Browning. I know some people may have him on a Heisman list, but mm-hmm. he's not getting enough credit for how good he is as a quarterback. Mm-hmm. He was pretty much hurt all of last season. They bring Miles Gaskin back at the running back position. Yes. Um, so And they've got weapons, so I think look
1: out. Uh, because Washington's a pretty good football team. Uh, We're going to find out how good they are when they play Auburn week one. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's going to be interesting.
3: And then then when you talk about teams, I'm going to say this. Look out for TCU.
2: Mm. They're in a really good spot. They know who their quarterback's going to be. They've already
3: made that decision.
0: Yeah. Without Urban
3: Meyer. <laughs> so they got an opportunity to really get themselves on the map.
0: agree with you there I mean that that team is definitely solid well could definitely do some things Gary Patterson I definitely think deserves more credit than he de- than he deserves I mean he gets it but not probably not like completely like worldwide like he not country like not in front of the nation like he should but that's just me right. <laughs> but all right <laughs> my last question um give me your college football playoff picks your national champion and your Heisman oh uh oh wow you hit me with some hard ones
1: there uh <laughs> Give me Alabama. Okay. Um, Clemson. Okay. Miami.
0: And I'm gonna pick Penn State to win the Big Ten and find their way in the Big in the uh, college football playoff as well. Okay. And I'm writing these down now. <laughs> some people, some, some, I, that's why, I, and some people think that's a homer pick
3: for Penn State, but I mentioned it earlier. Ohio State's got to come to Happy Valley. Mm-hmm. Michigan State's got to come to Happy Valley. Mm-hmm. Michigan could be derailed week one if they don't beat Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden. And oh, by the way, Wisconsin comes to Happy Valley. Right. Here's the thing. If they just win all the games in Happy Valley, if they trip up at Michigan and Michigan has a decent year, nine wins, Penn State still goes to the Big Ten championship game. Mm-hmm. They probably play Wisconsin again. Yeah. If they can beat them again, they go to the college football playoff. It's that simple.
0: Yes. <laughs> um,
3: Heisman Trophy, I think, is going to be interesting because I think when you start looking at some situations, guys are going to take votes from other guys. Right. When you think about Tua at Alabama, mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts is going to play enough that's going to take some votes away from him. Right. And Harris is going to run the football enough may mm-hmm. take some votes. Mm-hmm. Love Bryce Love at, at, at Stanford. Mm-hmm. They don't really throw the football that well, but they got to throw him the football out of the backfield if they want him to make a Heisman run. That's just my opinion.
0: Yeah. So when you really look at this
3: whole thing, I can't believe I'm saying this. Mm. Look out for Browning. Okay. At Washington. And oh, by the way, almost, I don't want to say by default, but because of how good these two football teams are going to be, Slom mm-hmm. down at Georgia is going to be in the mix. Yeah. And Kelly Bryan is going to be in the mix, provided they don't do too much of the two quarterback system. Right.
0: So look out for those guys. Hmm. Most definitely. Most definitely, man. Did you give me your championship pick? Um, a championship game. pick, that one's gonna be tough. But you know what? I'm a, I'm until somebody beats them, just I'm gonna just roll with the tide until somebody beats them. That's how I am. It's like just rolling. See what I did there? Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. No pun. <laughs> Most definitely. I definitely. <laughs> Most definitely. I'm rolling with them too, as long as I can. Most definitely. Reg, this was a lot of fun. I'm excited about. Well, I know college football season starts pretty much. I know there's some games tomorrow, but I'm I'm definitely looking forward to Saturday definitely. Oh, I know. It begins in earnest on Saturday. Let's get it. Yes, sir. But appreciate it, Reg. Absolutely. Thank you. Now, my interview with Brad Brooks. Alright, everybody. My next guest is a proud senior of North Carolina A&T, the great, the amazing greatest HBCU ever, North Carolina t State University, and True Bull contributor. Everyone, this is Brad Brooks. Brad, how's it going?
4: Man, I'm blessed, man.
0: Appreciate you having me on today, Ron. I really appreciate it, bro. Yeah, man. I, let's. First of all, you know, we have to continue. We have to continue to keep this wave going with A&T winning such a huge football game. And uh, how's the vibe right now over there on campus?
4: Man, it's, uh, it's amazing, man. It's uh, surreal to be at A and Time in such an illustrious time right now. Uh, mm-hmm. Athletics is going uh, superb right now from the football team to volleyball. Uh, last year, the success of the basketball team had. But, I mean, just off of that first win, man, it's huge not only for A&T, but just HBCU athletics in general, man. I think it's definitely putting the world on notice that it's big talent still at these pre- uh, predominantly black schools, mm-hmm. just like back in the day, man. And uh, I'm glad the trend is uh, going upward, and A&T is definitely at the forefront of that, man. I
0: love it. Yeah, man, so am I. I mean, it, 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 it was great. That fourth quarter was quite tense because I, I've been through those situations before when it's a close game. And I'm like, yeah. I'm just like, please, <laughs> please yeah, just man, win. <laughs> man, that's a, it, it has you on the edge of your sheet, seat, man. And uh, for, for
4: good games, that's a good and a bad thing, uh, depending on what side you're rooting for. But
0: mm-hmm.
4: definitely a thrilling and nail-biting game, man, to
0: the very end. Oh, yeah, most definitely, most definitely. Let, let's talk about uh, the biggest play of the game. For me, was definitely Malik Wilson's 98-yard kickoff return for a touchdown. That was definitely yeah. that was definitely huge. What did that play mean what do you think this play meant to this team?
4: Man, because um, I remember I was watching the game, actually. I was at a uh, sports bar in Greensboro, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember uh, Jacksonville State made that big 49 yard bomb. And uh, they they got past, they, they made a huge pass play, man, on our All American quarterback, in Matt McCain. Mm-hmm. And uh, that kind of just sucked the air out of the, the team and the,
2: the fan base. You can kind of just see it right there. Yeah. Uh, they
4: it, it had, it had everybody stunned up, like, man, like is this really did, like, are we on upset alert? And
2: uh, Yeah.
4: When Malik Wilson made that play, man, that was pivotal, man. That was something. It gave all the momentum right back to A&T. You could definitely see a shift in that. And uh, as far, far as the uh, the actual play, man, that was just full, uh, 100% great connection, man, on the special teams. Some great block, and how everything was set up to mm-hmm. open up the hole for them. And uh, I really loved it, man. I think that was the, definitely the, um, the X factor of the game the uh, pivotal moment that really changed it where the momentum shifted back to A&T after a sloppy first half.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I definitely felt that way as well. It was definitely huge, but uh, I definitely agree. That momentum shift was definitely huge, and I definitely appreciate Malik Wilson uh, retweeting my video, by the way, of the video I recorded <laughs> off the phone and into Twitter, so I definitely appreciate that as well. <laughs> but yes, but you, I definitely agree. It was huge. It was definitely one of the biggest, definitely a, a huge play that was definitely much needed. Now let's talk about his Zagi defense for a second. Forced four turnovers, including the third lost fumble of the game. That was obviously the big, the close, the last play, the biggest defensive play of the game. Obviously, when Zachary Cooper fumbled and Daryl Johnson Jr. forced the fumble and forced that fumble. He had a second forced the fumble, and it was recovered by Antron Wilder. Talk about that real quick, and just talk about that moment once once that happened, and you realize this is actually going to happen.
4: Man, uh, first of all, I want to. Uh, shout out Daryl Johnson. I had the opportunity to uh, actually get an interview with him yesterday at the uh, A&T press conference, man. Such a humble dude. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, shout out to that Aggie defensive line, man. They are definitely resilient. Yeah. Uh, they fought hard. Mm-hmm. And I think, man, honestly, I think that's the uh, strongest defensive line unit in the entire SDS. Yeah. But when that play happened, man, that was huge. Uh, you could kind of see the Jacksonville State how they were trending down the field. Uh, they were definitely in score, mo- score mode. They weren't playing to put the game in the kicker's hand. And uh, for Daryl Johnson and that defensive lineman to make a play like that, it was huge. And uh, I think this was something they, held, they were able to hang their hats on today. Um, there was a lot of penalties during the game, but that was definitely the most disciplined unit of their defense. The defensive line fought hard, and to come up with a play that big at that moment, it was huge, man. So uh, as a fan, when we were watching it, Oh man, it was just—it was surreal because, like I said, we were on the edge of our seat watching the game, and uh, when that play happened, it was huge.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I—I I was just excited. I was like, "This is actually happening right now. We're actually going to pull this off." I was so happy. Like seriously, I was completely happy, and I was just—I was just because I knew I can brag at least for the next several days. <laughs> and i am am just—I'm just blown away by it. I'm blown away by the win. I'm just happy about it. We you know. Two-time Celebration Bowl champs. Now, a big win like this, it's it's huge. We definitely, yeah, need, man. yeah it's definitely huge. I mean, let's talk about uh, Lamar now. I'm gonna pronounce. I hope I pronounce his last name right. Lamar Renard. Is that? Please tell me I pronounced that right, or is it Rayner? Yeah, uh, I've
4: heard of Renard, Rayner. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I go the or, but uh, I, man, that dude, man, uh, he's
0: phenomenal.
4: I think mm-hmm. uh, that, that's a dude, man. You got to start putting some respect on his name, man. Everything yeah. that he's been in. Uh, he's been excellent. He's exceeded expectations, man. Uh, whatever you want to say from his uh, limitations. Yeah, he is a smaller friend quarterback, man, but he has the heart of the lion. And uh, his, he gets the troops rally, man. Um, all week, uh, I was reading press releases about Zarek cooper um, the clemson transfer yeah he was kind of overshadowing uh my dude lamar Rainer mm. and uh this is a dude man you got to put some respect on his name and he's been in big games and he's undefeated as a starter mm-hmm. and i think that I, I think man he has the opportunity to go down as one of the greats in uh, hbcu football and not only hbcu football but college football uh alone man he's a uh, great quarterback uh reading about him State championship at the high school level. Uh, now he's went into college level. So man, this is a quarterback that you want as at your forefront. Man, he's a great leader, and uh, he definitely gets the job done.
0: Yeah, and people who are unfamiliar with him, he had two touchdown passes in this game. He is now twenty seven and zero as a starter, which is a obviously a, a great record there. And plus, I did hear him in his IG page. I did see him in his IG mm-hmm. page saying, um, "Let's let's not sound old. Let I don't want to sound old." But Instagram page, <laughs> and he says pretty much you decide to respect HBCU football. Is, yeah. it, is it really time? Is it time for everyone outside of HPC outside of HBCU football brand to start respecting every HBCU that comes onto the field?
4: Oh, yeah, most man i definitely would have to agree with that i think man um i've always been an advocate of saying it man if you're a great football player they will definitely be able to find you um far as make making it to the next level but just from a competition standpoint man i love the the fact that uh definitely the premier programs at the hbcus they're showing man that they're not scared to go toe-to-toe with all these big name programs uh, especially speaking on the school where i attend man north carolina a uh ronald broadway he definitely laid a foundation where this is something, man, it's trending upward. You can see the recruits, the recruit is working as a huge recruiting tool. uh, Mm -hmm. A lot of transfers are coming in. A lot of guys are signing out of here now at A&T, man. And the league is taking notice, man. I've been able to have the pleasure of attending the past two pro days Mm -hmm. um, at North Carolina A&T. And uh, the last two draft picks A&T has had, they brought out a huge crowd in Tariq Cohen and Brandon Parker. So I think it is definitely time for – for schools to take HBCUs a little more serious, uh, even programs like Graham putting out pl- uh, per- uh, players, uh, mm-hmm. another school in the SWAC, like
1: Southern, and even in the MEAC, man, Howard, man, getting that big win last year against UNLV. Absolutely. I
4: mean, it's definitely uh, something that people need to start taking notice, of. and I think um, people are becoming more aware
0: of it. Yeah, absolutely. I've def- everybody needs to start paying attention to it, and, I've, and I'll definitely give Prayer View their respect as well, almost beating Rice this past weekend. Um, definitely, I didn't expect that one to be close. I, I'll admit that one, <laughs> but I'm definitely proud of what's going on with HBCUs right now. It's definitely huge, and I'm enjoying at least the coverage from everyone from HBCU game day, you guys and True Bull, and it's just it's great. To, it's definitely great to see. Like, thank you all for that for sure. It's much needed. Yeah, man, most definitely. And I got one more question for you. Where do you see where do you you see Sam Washington taking this team man, long term?
4: Man, long term I think Sam, uh Coach Washington has the opportunity, man, to continue to have a special program here in Greensboro, North Carolina, man. I think uh the biggest thing that you have to get in college football at this level, man, you gotta get guys to buy into the program.
2: Mm-hmm. And uh
4: as I stated previously, man, Rob Broadway, he laid the foundation, man, and Coach Washington is just continuing to keep the dream strong, man. This is mm-hmm. A group of guys on, on this team, man, and this roster, they bought into the program, they put the work in in the spring and the summer, and uh, they're just going their hardest, man, and I think this is something that's trending upward as far as the scheduling. Every year, man, it's been getting better and better. Uh, since I've been in school, uh, they've been able to play teams like Appalachian, beat them, uh, play at Coastal Carolina. They lost to them my freshman year, but they were uh, neck and neck with them. Yeah. And then going down, playing a school like Chapel Hill, uh, they gave them a good fight, man, so definitely the scheduling, man, they've been able to um, have the opportunity to play big schools within their own state at the same time and getting guys to buy into the program. So I think the world is Coach Washington, man. He's a hard hard fought coach, man, defensive minded, and uh, man, he just has those guys 100% locked in to the, uh, to the overall to the, uh, overall method, man. So I think, man, ANT has the opportunity
0: to do something special, man. They're really building a dynasty here in Greensboro. Yeah, I, I I thank God for Coach Broadway. I, I definitely do. He's definitely the right the the right person to come there and to change that program or turn that program around. And goodness, is definitely definitely not quite exceeding expectations, but he is definitely he he definitely laid, laid that foundation. Hopefully, we'll get a third Celebration Bowl this year. But I actually got one more question for you, as far as this week. How do you see this week against East Carolina? Man,
4: I think we'll uh, fall with all the momentum going into the game and. Uh, Fan base behind AT East Carolina coming off a subpar year going three and nine last season. Mm-hmm. I think that AT definitely has the opportunity to go down in Greenville and get the win. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not going to be easy, man. It's going to be hostile territory. Yeah. Uh, Greenville definitely loves his Pirates. I definitely uh, believe AT has every opportunity to uh, go down there and get a win, man. Uh, we've seen it the last two years when they beat Kent State. And also East Carol, uh, not East Carolina, but UNC Charlotte. Yes. Uh, I think Ant Man has some guys that uh, they know what it they know what it's like to be in a dog fight. They got the sloppy play out, man. They got the jitters out in the first game, so I think uh, with that momentum that they have building off their first win, I definitely can see Ant winning in a uh, back and forth ball
0: game again. And guys, if you want to uh, check out Ant versus East Carolina, it'll be streamed on uh, Watch ESPN espn app this weekend at 6 p.m not the espn plus that you have to pay extra for it'll actually be on the app so you guys will be able to see it brad this was a pleasure i appreciate it man thank you
4: hey thank you so much ron man i really appreciate the opportunity
0: me and my brother would both like to thank reggie walker and brad brooks for coming through and be our guests today for ron nick's rundown thank you all for listening to episode 14 get ready for episode 15 you all thank you and can't wait for you to listen to us next time